0: It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Are you being influenced? Well, if you watch the blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, While well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free. When you go to the website, HollywoodTakeover.com slash S-E-A-N. Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. All right. News roundup, information overload. Hour. Uh chief White House propagandist circle back defending Biden's violating his D.C. mask mandate this weekend at a posh Georgetown restaurant. But it's not just Jill and Joe Biden. And it's Congresswoman Tlaib, you know, spotted at a wedding dancing without her mask after criticizing, you know, senators for opposing mandates and then saying that she only wears the mask because of Republican trackers being present. Okay, so there's a real health reason. The San Francisco mayor, same thing, filmed, photographed, not wearing a mask during a, an r and concert. Washington, D.C. mayor, you know, drew scrutiny traveling from D.C. to Delaware to celebrate Biden's uh, election win. And despite Delaware being classified as a high-risk state uh, per the, her city's uh, mandates, uh, whoopsie daisy. Then the same thing with Governor Whitmer violating her own administration, social distancing, uh, mask rules at a, at a or I guess it's a restaurant, a gathering of Michigan's health department. After stating restaurants can only seat six people together and tables must be six feet apart. And then the Austin mayor, Steve Adler. Then, of course, we know all about Gavin Newsom. And we have L.A. County supervisors. Same thing. San Jose, the San Jose mayor. Same thing. Diane Feinstein. Same thing. Nancy Pelosi in the salon. Same thing. Denver's mayor. Same thing. Chicago mayor, Lori Lightweight. You know, same thing with her, too at a WNBA uh, game. You know, this is Jen Saki, chief propagandist, trying to spin out of this.
1: Jen, uh, there is a mask requirement inside D.C. restaurants, yet President Biden and the First Lady were not wearing masks while walking around a D.C. restaurant on Saturday. Why?
2: Well, I think what we are referring to is a photo of them walking out of a restaurant after they, they had eaten, masks in hand, where they had not yet put them back on yet. So I would say, of course, uh, there are moments when we all don't put masks back on as quickly as we should. But I don't think we should lose miss, lose a force through the trees here. And that our objective here is to get more people vaccinated, make sure that, uh, that schools and companies around the country can put in place requirements to save more lives and keep people safer, uh, and, you know, not overly focus on moments in time that don't reflect overarching policy. Oh, it was not just facing the restaurant. He was walking through the restaurant.
0: All right, okay, I just can't take it. All right, we mm-hmm. We're going to take your calls for most of this hour. We'll also check in with uh, Congressman Matt Rosendale of Montana, uh, who's going to discuss the effort he's making to regain control of people entering the U.S. from Afghanistan. Now that Joe Biden has declared that, well, if you're part of the Taliban's last administration 20 years ago, we're going to give you entry and we're going to give you a pass as it relates to the terror watch list in America. Wow. I guess they probably all had to change our heart. Right. Anyway, uh, let's say hi to James in Texas. James, you're on the Sean Hannity show.
3: Hi, Sean. Uh, first, let me say I couldn't agree more. <clears throat> excuse me with Aaron. I think that was your, one of your last callers. We greatly appreciate what you do every day and so thank oh, you
0: thank that. you you give me the opportunity i appreciate it
3: well i guess my subject is the the mandates of uh, vaccine mandates and one thing that i think is consistently overlooked or conveniently forgotten i'm not sure which one but vaccinated people can can carry and spread COVID the same as an unvaccinated person and so if these corporations that are implementing these vaccine mandates were were truly concerned about the safety and well-being of their employees and they would be testing everybody every day regardless of vaccine status if if their motive was actually to to curtail the the spread of the the virus
0: listen it, it's, they've gotten so much wrong and they've been wrong so often a lot of the hesitancy is created by them you know if they if they really believed in the mask mandate we wouldn't have all these examples of all these you know, pro maskers, masks for thee, but not for, for we, I guess. I don't know. I mean, th- that in and of itself speaks volumes. Cause if they really thought the mask worked, they would be wearing it. And they wouldn't wear it just That's for true. show. They would wear it cause they, they believed in the science behind it. And, and the problem is, is that, you know, they've told people, well, you know, one no mask, one mask, two masks, uh, vaxxer mask. Vax mask uh, and and booster and it just the bar keeps changing every single solitary day. They can't get their story straight. What I'm trying to do, because I love my audience and love you. I, I don't have this show, but for you is we're trying to give you information and the best advice that I can give you as a non-medical professional and people. That's a cop out Hannity. You need to tell people to do this A, B and C. And I'm like, no, I don't need to tell people. But I can tell you that you can die from this. Take it seriously. I can tell you that research is your friend. The more research you do, the, the smarter the questions you can ask of your doctor or doctors. Understand your medical history. Understand your current medical condition. Uh, talk to your doctor, your doctors, medical professionals you trust. Get their opinions. You know, if you have a breakthrough right case it. or you're unvaccinated and get a positive test, You know the first question needs to go to your doctor what do you know about monoclonal antibodies what do you know about Regeneron Uh, is this something that would work for me should I get it earlier rather than later if that's not the therapeutic of choice what is your therapeutic of choice because I can tell you for the longest time uh, especially in New York their answer was yeah you got COVID go home call anybody you may have been in contact with Uh, if you get a fever uh, Take two Tylenol, extra strength Tylenol, and if your oxygen drops to 90 or below, then you probably should go to the emergency room. The problem with that strategy is lungs usually got hit somewhere between days 7 and and 11. And by the time your oxygen drops, the damage is done. And then it's now it's a matter of how much damage. And now it's a matter of whether or not you're going to need a ventilator. And if you need a ventilator, your odds, even today, it's gotten a lot better it's like 35%, 40% max, where in the beginning, in the, in the first year of COVID, your, your odds were 12% if you ended up on those ventilators. So it's not the best option. The best option, according to all the doctors from Harvard that we've interviewed, doctors from Yale that we interviewed, doctors that are on the front lines that we've interviewed, every one of them are very, very pro monoclonal antibodies, without exception. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm telling you to be informed and ask your doctor. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, I, I, I don't that. want anyone sick and dying from this. Linda, how much of my spare time have I spent because people know that we cover this, but that's all they know? They don't know everything that we know. The people call, well, yeah, and say, what were you talking about that one day? And I'm like, did you get a positive test? We've okay. had people
2: in, in the Senate, people in the Congress. We've had people in, you know, executives. Governors. I mean, they, the problem is, Sean, is that there's so much misinformation out there. And so we're giving a lot of good information out. But, you know, these are names that people don't know. You know, monoclonal, Regeneron, you know, taking different, you know, zinc, D, quercetin, etc. You know, these are all things you can do to boost your immune system. I thought
0: it was called quercetin.
2: Uh, you know, quercetin, quercetin, you know, Listen, tomato, tomato. I,
0: I, but, but if you get a positive test, to me, the first question, you got to act immediately and you got to get in touch with your doctor immediately. And you got to. And, and, and the reason I repeat monoclonal antibodies or Regeneron and Linda's correct. There are people that have had breakthrough cases that I know. And I said, have you talked to your doctor about Regeneron? That's because I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling them what to do. Have you, and they said they'll go to me. Well, what is that again? At the end of the day, I still believe in freedom. At the end of the day, I believe in medical privacy. At the end of the day, I believe in patient doctor confidentiality. But at the end of the day, I just I I cannot emphasize enough. I believe in science and I believe in vaccination science. As a kid, I don't remember getting vaccinated for polio and measles and all this other stuff. But
2: listen, my whole life, I never got a flu vaccine. I've never had it in my entire life. you
0: yelled at me every year of my life for getting it.
2: Right. I have have strong opinions on that. However, what I will tell you is I have friends that have gotten it every single year their entire life. And listen, half
0: my friends agree with me on this and half my friends disagree.
2: But it's not something that should be agreed or not agreed. There are things that can help us get over the virus, like Regeneron, like monoclonal, like other medicines that we can use that can be issued by a physician that knows our personal you know, chemical makeup, physical makeup, previous medical history, etc. So these are conversations we should have with them. Any government that says you're not allowed to have a conversation and you're not allowed to ask questions, we should run to the hills. Why are we not allowed to ask questions about no, our bodies? They
0: get offended at questions that they we don't like. You can't ask
2: questions. Why? Why can't you ask questions?
0: You know, I love these idiots too. That late night idiot. I don't even know the guy's name. You know, saying. Hannity is telling you to do your own research. And they put up a picture of me in a white lab coat. I'm like, are you really that dumb?
2: Listen, he can't spell research. So who cares what he thinks? You know, well, it's I mean, it's,
0: it's and fake news. CNN, they made the same as Hannity says, do your own research. OK, let me be very clear. By saying do your own research, I'm not saying starting your own virology lab and putting on a lab coat and breaking down the sequence of the coronavirus and looking at the various genomes and whether or not there's possible gain of function involved in it. No, I'm talking about learn something about what the mRNA vaccine technology is all about. Robert Malone, Dr. Malone, has been on this program. He created the technology that enabled the creation of those two vaccines. He's somebody I find very interesting. You know, we put doctors on that I don't even necessarily agree with. Doesn't matter.
2: Can I tell you something about Dr. Malone, having talked to him and booked him for the show?
0: You talked to him? I talked
2: to him. He's a lovely man. Super, super kind. Really nice, you know, but he's being censored and he's like, I created this. You can't tell me what it is and isn't. This is literally my technology. Like, I can't even imagine somebody saying, "Nope, nope, you can't, you can't talk about that." Well,
0: because I think people got mad because they pointed to the Israeli study. Now it's not peer-reviewed, but the numbers are very, very dramatic. Um, and that is that oh, almost 800,000 people, and they compare people with natural immunity with people that used his technology. His he created it to create the Pfizer Moderna uh, uh, vaccines. It was the mRNA vaccine, and he says natural immunity was 27 times more effective, according to the study in Israel, which I'm sure will be peer reviewed. There might be some adjustments to it, but anecdotally right now, wow, that that pops off the page when you look at a study of 800,000 people.
2: And you have to remember too, we have a lot of information that's coming out, you know, from the VAERS division of the CDC website, which talks about the adverse reactions to vaccines. And there's a lot of question about what is and what is not being documented. The
0: problem with the VAERS thing though, is is that the, the these are people that write and put up their own personal cases, right?
2: Well, no, there's a combination. There are people that can talk about things, but every hospital, every single doctor is supposed to document and submit adverse reactions to the vaccines that they see. So what they're doing is they're saying certain things within a certain amount of days so if it happens within seven days they don't report it i'm for reading
0: everything because even if it's what you're describing is somewhat anecdotal but you know remember what dr oz said in the beginning of this whole thing anecdotal is all we had
2: right 100 percent.
0: and you you fight with the army you have not the army you wish you had in the beginning we had nothing and so dr oz was spending hours the reason i became friendly with him is he was the only other person dumb enough to be up at three in the morning? And he's ta- And the reason he's up so late is he's talking to all these doctors in in France and all throughout Europe and Italy, and he's trying to ask every one of them what's working. What what wh- where, where do you see anecdotally any medicine working? And at the time, he was yes, a pretty strong proponent of H C Q. There since have been studies now that have come out showing taking HCQ early hydroxychloroquine, you know, mitigates the impact of the virus 84 percent of the time. Take, it has to be taken almost immediately, though. For it to, you know, longer you wait. By the way, and that's the same thing with monoclonal antibodies.
2: But Dr. Tyson and Dr. Fareed, who have been on this show, Dr. Harvey Rich, who have been on the show, Dr. Peter McCullough, who have been on the show, they have all Let's been see, saying Dr. that
0: Fareed from the beginning. Let's see, Dr. Fareed, who graduated from Harvard Medical School, yeah, that's Dr. Yale, Okay, those guys. Yeah. These are
2: all people who have spent their life. And let me tell you something. Between Dr. Brian Tyson and Dr. George Fareed, they've treated over ten thousand COVID patients. Now they're treating people that are having vaccine reactions, whether it's myocardial, whether they're having severe headaches, whether they're having stiffness of joints, whether they're unable to have their vascular issues, whether they have palsy in a foot here. I mean, there are a lot of strange things happening, and a lot of these symptoms can be mitigated, but now that's the thing they're working on now. So they're, the fight Listen, hasn't this, stopped. This
0: is going to be – I don't – I don't know how many more variants we'll run into. It seemed like Lambda was going to be a big variant. It is yet to emerge as one. It seemed like, remember, for a few weeks, the move variant was going to be a big one. Then the one they were most worried about was the R.1 variant or R1 variant. I don't know how they pronounced it. And and that variant all of a sudden just disappears from any any publication. You don't hear about it anymore. And that the big breakthrough variant was definitely the Delta variant. And, you know, and we did learn a few things that people that were vaccinated, for example, were far less likely to be hospitalized and far less likely to die. That's great. I'm worried about variant number five.
6: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Quick break. Welcome back. More of your calls. 800 941 Sean you want to be a part of the program. We'll get a quick update uh, from Congressman Matt Rosendale of Montana when we get back as it relates to the vetting process of people from Afghanistan and more as we continue. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. 800-941-SHAWN, if you want to be a part of the program We have a a couple of developments out of Afghanistan. It's now day 66 of Americans abandoned behind enemy lines by Joe Biden. Americans, their families, thousands of green card holders that are eligible to live in this country. And, of course, our Afghan allies, tens of thousands of them, as the Taliban now going door to door and, and murdering anybody they discover that had helped the United States in the last 20 years. Now, we have a couple of developments. Number one, we have a terror watch list. And on that watch list were old uh, regime members, meaning the previous incarnation of the Taliban in the now Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan. Uh, They're now going to be taken off the watch list and allowed to travel to the United States. Now, did their views change? I doubt it. Um, because you really don't go from convert or die and treating women the way they treat women and girls the way they treat girls, uh, and their barbaric, you know, theocracy as practiced by the most brutal tactics and, and inhumanity that you could ever imagine, uh, to all of a sudden wanting to be a part of Western society. That doesn't happen. So that's, that's issue number one. Anyway, uh, Congressman Rat Rosendell of Montana is with us, and he's making an effort to gain control over the people that are entering the U.S. from Afghanistan. In other words, putting in place a vetting process, uh, that one that would be restructured by Congress, and take it away from the Department of Homeland Security. We all know how horrific Mayorkas is. Anyway, Congressman, um, you've read, as I have, that members of the past Taliban regime are going to be taken off the terror watch list and allowed to travel to the U.S.? Sean, uh,
3: thanks for having me on today. You know, we've got nearly 40,000 refugees that are currently located around the country on military bases, and they were granted, most of them, humanitarian parolee status, which basically means they were not vetted at all. And uh, very few people realize that while they are staying on those military bases now, they they are free to to leave, come and go as they choose. It just so happens that they're you know they've got a cot, they've got uh, food to eat, and and so it's very convenient for them to stay there. But we have absolutely got to clean this refugee issue up, and and really it's not complicated. Congress just needs to reclaim its authority over a lot of these things, and and so what this piece of legislation will do is allow Congress to set. The number of refugees that will be admitted into the country on on an annual basis. Uh, additionally, it's going to return federal federalism to the states and make sure that the governors have the final say about who's going to be placed in their state. And then we're going to require uh, Homeland Security Director of FBI to report to Congress their vetting process and make sure that anyone who comes in does not pose a national threat. And, and as part of that, I think this is really important, Sean. We're not going to just demand that they check to make sure that these folks have not uh, created any, any crimes. They don't have a criminal background. But this vetting would uh, include a new screening process established to evaluate whether these individuals would likely assimilate into our country by barring those who hold beliefs incompatible with the principles of America including imposing laws on Americans which are adverse to our constitution or belief in violence which you were just talking about based on radical religious teaching then you know this is this is where we have to be congress has to reclaim its authority governors have to have the final say we need to know who's coming into our country and and where they're going to be located once they come here.
0: Don't you think? Do you think there's any possibility if you if you bought into and were indoctrinated into radicalism, uh, radical Islamism, like the Taliban as practiced by the Taliban in power twenty years ago? Do you do you do you see any reason at all that would warrant taking people that were part of that? brutal, uh, murdering regime off the terror watch list?
3: Why would you? All they have to do, we've heard it time and again, they, they can send as many people through that are perfectly fine, which coming from a radical regime like that, I don't see happening anyway. But if we've got one person that comes through that still embraces those beliefs, they can cause a lot of chaos around our country. Why would we want to do that? The first thing we are charged with is, is upholding the Constitution, defending the Constitution. But we certainly have to protect the people in our country, and that is not the way that we're going to accomplish that, by allowing people to come into our country that we don't know who they are. And, and uh, again, keep this in mind. By granting parolee status to all of these individuals, clearly it states we don't know who they are. They have not been vetted. We don't know anything about them, Sean.
0: I'm all in favor of legal immigration, but I I think there have to be three conditions. One, we have to check that you don't have radical views and associations. Two, in the era of COVID and a pandemic, I think you need a health check. Three, I think it's a very simple, fair thing to, to mandate that people show that they have the means to take care of themselves and will not become a financial burden on the American people. Now, if you go through the process legally... And you pass those three, th- those three tests, if you will. Um, then I say, I don't care where you come from, I don't care what continent you come from or what country you come from. Welcome to America, but Welcome we to have America. to control our borders. That's You're how you control contract.
3: them. Yeah, and because if you don't do a conduct uh, a process like that, Sean, then America just becomes a geographic location, and anyone who happens to be within that location, is granted the same privileges as the citizens who were born and raised here. And, and, and that's not what we are. Our country is more than just a geographic location. It is an idea. It is about freedom. We have lifted more people out of poverty and oppression than any country on earth and asked for nothing in return. And, and so we have to make sure that the people that come to join us here share those same ideals so that we can perpetuate this for generations to come if not it falls apart and not only does our country suffer but other countries around the globe will suffer because we are well, the light, danger to me is, is
0: very simple you know we did have a nine eleven report that said they were at war with us we weren't at war with them you know you're inviting some by not vetting people you risk bringing in radicals that don't have our best intentions at heart and then after whatever whatever attack they might be involved in which could be their motive and may very well be their motive then we're going to have another 9-11 style commission report that's going to say this was really dumb you can see it ahead of time we're now putting the lives of americans at risk and there are simple checks and balances we can put it in place and still keep a system of legal immigration in place where we invite people uh, to join our our family here in America. Appreciate it, Congressman. Stay in touch with us. Congressman uh, Matt Rosendale of Montana. Uh, let's say hi to Stacy Joe is in West Virginia. Hey, Stacy Joe, how are you? How are you feeling about Mansion these days?
7: Oh, well, I think that he's a fence rider and he likes all the attention he can get. <laughs> Thanks for having me.
0: It'll be interesting to see how that plays out.
7: Absolutely. What's on your mind today? Okay, so I've, I've been trying to call for a while now and I hear you talk a lot, and I'll your guests talk about this, the vaccinations and mandates and, you know, the government and their overreach. And so we locally... Um, We have medical freedom rallies weekly at different hospitals in our area, or we go to the state capital in Charleston because they are actually voting on mandates today. Um, And it's just, I, I, I feel like personally, it's become a battle and discrimination, honestly, between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And I think that there's so much division in this country right now that that is the absolute last thing that they need.
0: Well, it's definitely fashionable to say if you don't buy their one-size-fits-all medicine, you know, they want to attack you at a level that I've never seen before. And and yet mm-hmm. we know nothing about the reasons why even medical conditions, some rare that prohibit people from getting a vaccination or the fact that people really are looking at the science of natural immunity. It doesn't really matter because what I've learned, what I'm seeing is people that have made up their mind and are willing to give up their pensions and lose their pensions. You, you're not going to convince those people. They've decided. Right. And and I thought the whole idea behind getting a vaccination they told us was to protect ourselves. Right. And if if yeah. I I can't for the life of me wrap my arms around losing thousands of military personnel, thousands of police officers, thousands of teachers, thousands of nurses and and frontline medical workers all of whom dove on COVID grenades every day during the worst of all of this, and not at least give them an option of a test or something. I'm trying to throw them a lifeline so they don't have to lose their career over this.
7: Our local hospitals here are putting a mandate into effect that if you don't have the vaccine, uh, many of them are, some of them have just recently passed, but by November the 1st, if you don't have the vaccine or are willing to take the test, twice weekly then your job is lost um but the one of the arguments here that we're fighting is that the test the pcr test that is the nasal swab contains ethyl oxide which is a known carcinogen um so if they're mandating that people do this twice weekly at what point is somebody going to succumb? that's to something that
0: i had not heard i'll look into that but i and i know they're working on new tests as we speak Anyway, Stacey, Joe, appreciate it. Christian in Illinois, we have a minute and a half for you, sir.
1: Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Um, um, I'm calling also about the the vaccine mandates. Um, I work for the Bureau of Prisons. And, um, Are you a prison you know, guard? Just, yes.
0: My mom was a prison guard. It's a brutal job. I wouldn't wish that on anybody.
1: She was a tough lady then, Um we, uh, you know, we are also federal workers. We are mandated to get the vaccine. Um, we are also experiencing a uh, vast employee shortage, you know, bureau-wide um, before, you know, uh, they uh, have threatened to fire, you know, a bunch of us. Um, so, the, the you know, I just wanted to call and, and mention Well, what's going to happen uh, if thousands of
0: if, if half the, or a third of the police department in Chicago is now kicked off the force, if we lose thousands mm-hmm. of people like yourself that control these prisons, which, by the way, usually are understaffed to begin with. Tell me if I'm wrong. Yes. Uh, no, my absolutely. mom works 16 hour shifts almost every day. How how much overtime do you get offered?
1: Probably almost every day. Right. Oh, I could, I could work. Yeah, I could work 16 hours pretty much every day if I wanted to.
0: Yeah, my mom pretty much did. And yep. And now you're going to take understaffing at prisons and make it a more hosp- a more dangerous environment than it already is. Right. I mean, it, this is this is a bad idea. Teachers, well, all, cops, uh, firemen, already, military. We're, yeah. we're going to lose all nurses. We're going to lose them all. Yep. And and, and people already, like yourself. Uh,
1: they're already picketing out in Florence, Colorado, out at that uh, um, complex out there because they're I don't know some like sixty percent understaffed. You know they're picketing. You know, we we can't strike. Let you me know, ask you a question.
0: You've in. made up your mind not to get the vaccine, correct?
1: No, I I have gotten the vaccine.
0: Okay, so you're worried about all these people that you work with that are not going to be able to show up at work anymore.
1: Correct. I am. I am. I got the vaccine. I am staunchly anti-vaccine mandate however (laughs) so so what the people that
0: you meet that say that they're not going to get the vaccine what what are the reasons they're giving you because i ask a lot of people why and usually i get a pretty informed answer
1: um the reasons i'm getting are um they they don't want to they don't believe in it um there's lots of uh lots of them um going after the religious exemptions um Uh, some people, uh, have had, um, very adverse reactions to the, like the first shot and have been, you know, advised not to get the second shot. So, you know, they're going for the, the medical, uh, exemption. Um,
0: well, I'm just out of time, but I'm going to tell you, this is not going to end well. Anyway, thanks for the great work you do every day. I appreciate you being there. That's a hard job, my friend. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. All right, we've got a lot of ground to cover. We'll be joined by Mike Pompeo, Larry Kudlow, Leo 2.0 Terrell, Joe Concha. Oh, Megan McCain is speaking out against her experience at The View. We'll get some insider information. Mark Meadows, Stu and Kathy Scheller, Ted Cruz, Pam Bondi, 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox. We'll see you then. Please set your DVR so you'd never miss an episode. Back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us.